0: Welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Eric Johansson. With me is Kevin Kissinger. I am a former demon student and currently work on video for the LSAT Demon YouTube channel and Thinking LSAT YouTube channel. That's Ben and Nathan's once a week long form podcast. Kevin is a live TA and does some behind the scenes work for the demon site. How's it going, Kevin? Good. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. So if you've listened to the show, you of course, know of our feelings about the uh, law school scholarship game in general and have also likely heard Ben and Nathan mention the phenomenon of conditional scholarships that law schools give out. Wanted to take a an episode to have a conversation about conditional scholarships more generally. Um, maybe, Kevin, you can fill us in on what conditional scholarships are.
1: Yeah, conditional scholarships are in a general sense, uh, a scholarship offered by a law school on a specific condition, such as maintaining a specific grade point average or maintaining a specific rank in your class. So for example, uh, law school could say, here, you get a $30,000 a year scholarship, but you have to have a 3.8 GPA at the end of your 1L year to keep that scholarship. Um, so if you get a 379 uh, after your 1L year, you lose that scholarship because you didn't meet the merit-based requirement set by the law school. And uh we'll we'll talk about more about what that means in a little bit, but it's it's you know, right. you gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I think there is likely an underappreciation of what a risky thing it is to enter into a conditional scholarship. Because, you know, anybody going into law school, of course, wants to believe, well, I'm gonna work super hard and be at the top of my class, so I'm not gonna lose this. But the fact is that literally everybody going into law school believes that they're going to work super hard and be at the top of their class, and you're going into a competition with a bunch of killers. And yeah, I think uh, you need to have an appropriate fear for your ability to lose a conditional scholarship and not assume any exceptionalism on on your part. so that's early. That's just basically the, the ground truth advice is avoid conditional scholarships if you can. Yes. Um, Kevin, where would you go to find out more about conditional scholarships at the schools that you're considering? Uh, well,
1: we have, um, we can go to the 509 reports. They have a lot of detailed information that breaks down. Uh, how many scholarships they offer, how many people lose their scholarship at the end of the year, um, the attrition rates, stuff like that. There's also lawtransparency.com, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And they, under their conditional scholarships tab, they have pretty uh, neat sort of graph and uh, table format where they show the um, conditional scholarship numbers from the past few years.
0: Yeah, that's lawschooltransparency.com, uh, which... I would recommend anyone who's considering applying to law school to check out and we can leave a link to that in the show notes for this episode Uh, i will give a shout out to the lsat demon scholarship estimator which you can find at lsatdemon.com scholarships i will use a school that's local to me as an example uh uc hastings if i go to the scholarship estimator and do a search for hastings Right there in line is a link to the PDF of their 509 report, and if I open that up and scroll down to page three, there's a section on conditional scholarships for the year 2020 and 2021, and it will show the, uh, for each of the three years of students, the total number of students who entered with a conditional scholarship and the number of those students who had their conditional scholarship reduced or eliminated. And then, yeah, going back to the law school transparency page that you mentioned, it shows an interesting trend, um, yeah, oh, which yeah. is generally a decline in the both the the total number of conditional scholarships offered and also the percentage of conditional scholarships revoked uh, over the last decade or so, and that's. Um, yeah, maybe you can talk about what you're seeing there.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a gradual decline, uh, which is slightly surprising, mostly because law schools try to get as much money as they can from each of their matriculants. But uh, the most notable drop in uh, conditional scholarships actually came in 2019, 2020, uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, most likely. Uh, I mean, we could speculate all we want on why that dropped, but there are. Um, a couple different factors, such as um, going remote and people um, having to do pass fail uh, for their grades. So it's harder to figure out um, where you fall in the, the grade curve. Or people just dropping out of law school in general. Maybe a lot of people with these conditional scholarships couldn't afford it or had to go back home uh, to help their families for whatever reason. So, I mean, you can spec like I said, you can speculate all you want, but there just is a noticeable drop in uh, 2019, I think, what do they have here? Um, yeah, I was going to you... say uh,
0: to put these numbers in concrete terms, uh, before 2019, you were looking at the last several years of conditional scholarships offered. About a, a quarter, maybe slightly over 25% of those scholarships were revoked year over year. In 2019, that dropped to only 9.6% of students with conditional scholarships losing those scholarships. Uh, I'd, and I, I'd like, like you to... said, I, I would attribute that mostly to the fact that with remote learning came a shift on a lot of schools parts to pass fail grading, which mm-hmm. would throw up the GPA basis for their revoking conditional scholarships. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'd like to think it's out of the goodness of their hearts, but probably not.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing that law school transparency on this very useful page does not have is the most recent years numbers. And it was interesting to me to figure out whether this downturn was going to last as we emerged from the worst of the pandemic and schools came back online for in-person learning, or whether we would see an uptick back towards the pre-pandemic numbers. Uh, And I think it's not surprising uh to show that this latest aba reports numbers uh do in fact show that conditional scholarships are kind of returning to their pre-pandemic phase yep yeah uh hashtag we did the math we uh figured out a little bit of
1: um the general trend trying to fill this gap that the website has it and i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if the website actually goes back and updates it but yeah, it just shows that they're the conditional scholarships are back. They're all, they're coming on, coming back into the fold. They're on the rise. So, just again, we want to reiterate: you got to be careful when reading the fine print on your scholarships because yeah. we want to make sure that you don't get caught in this conditional scholarship scheme where you could have it for one year and then lose it because you didn't meet the merit requirement.
0: Absolutely. Of the, uh, to put again some solid numbers behind that, the average for the 1l class which entered in 2020 the percentage of conditional scholarships in that 1l class that were reduced or eliminated was back up to 23 and a half percent which is approaching what it was before the pandemic um consistent so, with the
1: average yeah
0: yep and and look that is that's just an average across all of the schools it's going to vary dramatically from school to school you'll find you'll find a number where none of the conditional scholarships were eliminated. If it the case of some schools that only offer a handful of conditional scholarships, uh, in some cases everyone has held on to those. On the other hand, if I resort this handy spreadsheet that we've created for ourselves and <laughs> by by this percentage, at the top is, uh, University of Arkansas, Little Rock, which eliminated 90% of its conditional scholarships this year.
1: That's astounding that they, first of all, astounding that they, um, we also have, it says 89 uh, when 1Ls entered and 80 were eliminated. So that's the hard numbers there. But it's astounding that they offer that many in the first place and then reduce that many afterwards. It's just, it's very scary and very dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you see, I know, Kevin, you've been doing a lot of work looking into scholarship data generally. How do you see all of this fitting with the broader trends that you've seen um, with law school conditional scholarships?
1: Yeah, so in general, the 509 reports are indicating that scholarships are up, and that might just be because enrollment is up too, Um, so it's hard to say exactly if... uh, law schools are just giving out more coupons or if there's just more students who accepted these offers um, throughout the past uh, year. Um, So it's very possible that these conditional scholarships are just, there's more students, therefore there's more scholarships that are conditional, or if it's just uh, they're offering more conditional scholarships in general, regardless of the enrollment uptick. So um, regardless regardless of how you look at it, there are more conditional scholarships being offered and there are more students at these schools who are getting scholarships. So it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to say that there are some students who are getting conditional scholarship more than in previous years.
0: Yeah. Why do you think schools give out these conditional scholarships?
1: Well, say I mean, if i if I got an email from a law school saying, Hey, congratulations, you get a thirty thousand dollar scholarship to someplace, for some students who aren't super aware of um you know, the law school game, they might think, oh my gosh, that's, that's amazing. I'm getting $30,000 to go to school. That's, that's fantastic. And then they don't read the fine print and realize, oh, I could lose it after my first year. It's just a part of a bigger part of the scammership uh, law school scholarships game. And, uh, law schools are trying to get as much money as they can out of everybody. And if, if, um, law schools are able to, you know, offer all these scholarships and just take them away, you're already committed to this law school for a year. You got your first year paid for a little bit, and then are you going to ride the whole thing through all the way for your second and third years? It's tough to say.
0: Yeah, um, I mean that's really a case of that. That last point you made is really a case of the sunk cost. You know, I, I think there are a lot of external factors that are going to push you to complete what you started right you know um, yeah if you get through your first year of school with some amount of scholarship and then have that revoked it it's human nature to think well i can't turn back now i've already i've already committed this much time and energy into law school Why don't I just see it through? And you're not the only one who's gonna be telling yourself that. You're probably gonna have friends and family and classmates and people at the school telling you the same thing. When, in fact, what you stand to lose from paying uh, full freight at at this school for the next two years is gonna be way more than what you lost from that first year and additionally you know potentially catastrophic given what your career outcomes might be you know yeah. to, to put it bluntly if you're in a position where you lost your conditional scholarship because you're below the median GPA for this school you know your your career outcomes and your opportunities to pay off what could be 200,000 300,000 dollars worth of debt are not great
1: yeah it's a very very risky and dangerous venture to go into
0: and i think you know you might have touched on this
1: earlier a lot of these schools are pretty low in the rankings they're not you know they're not your really well established law schools for the most part yeah and so you know the career outcomes from these schools you got to be really careful you don't know uh what you're going to get when you graduate and if you have like you said this three hundred, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar debt in tow what are you going to do What are you going to do if you don't have a job lined up? Yeah, it
0: it is true that um, as you mentioned, I think the highest ranked school, at least as this past year that offered conditional scholarships, was uh, BYU at around thirty, and then but they really aren't super common until you get down to the fifties and sixties, you don't see top ranked schools giving conditional scholarships. They're mostly the domain of the lower ranked schools. And I believe it's just over 40% of all schools that, that offer them. I, I did want to mention also on the topic of why these conditional scholarships exist, and there's more that you can speculate regarding how it fits into the equation of how, how a school values you as an investment. And you know whether they already got what they needed out of you uh, from your having attended the first year, and and so then they feel comfortable taking your scholarship away. Um, I I think there is evidence to suggest that it's you know they rely in order to balance their budgets on a certain amount of that scholarship money coming back and on retaining a large number of the students whose scholarships they revoked and who will now be paying for the full cost of tuition. Yeah. Um, they draw you in and trick you. And yeah.
1: that's, that's the trap, you know, <laughs> you don't want to step in that bear trap. And,
0: caught, and, and so. in fact, and in fact, there was, you got an email recently, Kevin, which would did, suggest yeah. that this is true. I wonder if you want to touch on that.
1: Yeah. So Willamette sent, I, I get a bunch of unsolicited emails because like a lot of listeners, I'm applying to law school in the near future. So um, a lot, I got an email from, Willamette that was talking about how they're getting rid of uh, conditional scholarships in their entirety and so it says for example in in their press release that they give out They are going to terminate conditional scholarships for future admitted students Um, All College of Law awards going forward will be renewable on the basis of academic good standing and they talk about how um, They're going to replace these conditional scholarships with durable awards such as those that are renewable as long as a student maintains academic good standing I think they kind of mentioned earlier at the, at the top of the mm-hmm. press release, but, um, they say that this will go into effect, uh, immediately, uh, for all incoming students who are admitted and join the class of
0: 2025. So yeah, interesting. I, I think the key point here in this press release is a statement from the college of law Dean, Brian Gallini, where he says the conditional scholarship system has been an important part of our budgetary model in the past.
1: That's, that's um, a scary sentence.
0: <laughs> well, I, I you know, I think it makes sense. And look, we don't have, with the 509 reports, data that's granular enough to be able to say whether the people who lose their scholarships are then leaving school. But I think it's clear that the schools, um, for the reasons that we laid out earlier, can expect plenty of these students whose scholarships get revoked to stick around and pay full cost. And the closest thing that I've come up with for confirming that is to look at both attrition as at, in relation to these conditional scholarship numbers. And for this past year, uh, which seem fairly representative of years past, ex- except for the COVID year, if you look at the total number of students who left the college, or who left the school as a percentage of the total number of conditional scholarships that were eliminated it's only 50% so at most 50% of the students who lost their scholarships would have left as a result of it so that's all just extra money in the school's pocket
1: yeah and that's just, that's a very generous um figure under in understanding that conditional scholarship um estimation. So it's, it's you know, again, as we said earlier, you just have to be careful when accepting a scholarship. And again, we, yeah. we always say, don't pay for law school. A lot of these conditional scholarships are partial scholarships that don't cover all of tuition. So you shouldn't be accepting it in the first place and going to a different school.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well said. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, final, final advice. We'll reiterate, be extremely careful with these conditional scholarships. As a rule of thumb, don't accept one. If you do accept one, only do so uh, with the commitment to leave school if you lose that scholarship. And do your research by checking out the school's 509 reports, which you can find at lsatdemon.com scholarships. Kevin, thanks so much for joining me. This was a great conversation. If you have anything uh, to share about this, if you have your own experience with conditional scholarships... Be sure to email daily at lsatdemon.com. Do the same if you just want to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs)